Welcome to another episode of Coaching Through Uncertainty. I'm Brianna Hodges, National Faculty for Future Ready Schools. With me today is one of my greatest friends in the whole wide world, and um, even more so an incredible educator. It is the one and only Kyle Pace. So if you don't know Kyle Pace, I am not really sure that you can even consider yourself an educator because everybody <laughs> knows Pace. But that said, I'm going to put you on the spot, Kyle, and ask you to sure. tell a little bit about yourself, where you are, who you serve, that kind of thing. Yeah, thanks, Bree. Um, so my name is Kyle Pace. Hi, everybody. It's great to be here. I'm super honored to be invited to chat with my dear friend and about education and all kinds of good things for a little while today. Um, I am from Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, I have been in my education career, I've been an elementary school teacher, um, and then I was an instructional technology specialist for quite a few years, um, and then I was a director of technology uh, in a school district, and now currently I am uh, back in a district I was in previously in a district called Lee Summit, which is just outside Kansas City, and I am serving as the director of instructional technology for the Lee Summit School District. So I oversee um, our online learning program uh, that we have had here in the district for quite a number of years, over 10 years, we've had some online learning options available to our high school students. Um, and then we also have on my team, I have four amazing instructional technology specialists, and they have a mix of backgrounds between elementary and secondary teaching experience. And um, those amazing people do all things tech integration and instructional technology uh, with all of our uh, teachers and kids and support staff here in the summit. So, um, so I've been back in this role, uh, just back new to this role as of July 1st. So, you know, I joke with people, I came in at like a super chill, low stress time, like nothing much going on this school year. So that's, that's what I was going to say. I mean, way to like ease into it and get right. your bearings straight, like before you right. start. So, so with that, um, there is nothing like coming in in the middle of this environment right now. And yeah. Talk with us a little bit about what that experience has been like. You said, you know, you've had an online um, presence uh, in, in this district um, with high school, but uh, we know that, that this is something that, that is crossing K-12, pre-K-12, um, and yeah. it's definitely a different experience for, for our littles um, trying to navigate uh, virtual learning. And, um, and, and so can you talk with us about what that, that transition has been like specifically around creating that for the elementary? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we gave our parents, you know, we asked our parents to declare whether they would like their child to be in person or online for the start of this school year. Um, and we knew that while we've had online secondary courses um, for over 10 years, um, we knew that was going to have to look very different for our elementary students. So one of the first projects that I was part of when I came back here into the district in my new role is we needed to basically create an online elementary school. 
Um, so what that looked like was assembling a team of teachers. It was about 35 teachers that represented all elementary grade levels, including art, music, and PE. And uh, the first thing we did with those teachers is we brought them in for two days of professional development, specifically for them, about best practices about teaching online. And we really wanted to focus also with them uh, in seeing themselves as designers. And we wanted them to understand what, what does it look like to design quality online content uh, for, for students and what is good practice in designing good online content. So over the course of a month, it was about exactly a month, it was about July 15th to August 15th, um, this team of teachers uh, at each grade level, they built out the entire first quarter's worth of content um, in our learning management system, um, which we've had for also for a while here in the district, our learning management system that serves as our our digital hub or the hub for our digital learning environment. That's where they were building this all out. Um, and so, and they were incredible that these teachers came together and they were like, wow, this is extremely new. This is something we've never done before, but let's do it, you know? And so teachers from across all different uh, schools came together and um, they, you know, they, they committed to it and they knocked it out of the park. It was incredible to think um, just the, the sheer magnitude of work that they did uh, in a month's time um, to, to make online learning a, um, a viable, um, robust option for, for our elementary kids. One of the things that I have always admired about you is your dedication to, the, to, to pedagogy and to, to good instructional practice. And, um, you know, I know some of the conversations that, that you and I've had that, that so many of us have been having across the country was while um, spring's response to the pandemic was certainly heroic in, in what teachers accomplished and the links that they went to, went to in order to ensure some normalcy and some consistency for, for students. Um, it, was not, uh, it was not something that was prepared for. And, and with that, that means that uh, the experience was not true online um, learning. You know, it didn't follow right. our online pra um, best practices or things like that. So how did you um, help, help that, that uh, you know, what did that transition look like with these teachers? Of, um, you know, I, I know you said that there was a lot of professional learning spent directly around designing these instructional experiences and, and what that looks like. And so um, can you kind of talk through that a little bit? Um, I'm sure. sure that we're having some conversations with, with parents and with stakeholders over, you know, as they were making their decisions of, are you going to go online? Please keep in mind, it's going to look different than what you may have experienced or, or, or things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we know, uh, you know, we, we fully recognize that, yes, spring teachers did amazing things and they had to pull together a, a, a crazy, impressive amount of, of learning and resources and ways to um, 
try to keep learning going when schools close down back in the spring. But at the end of the day, we know uh, what was done was not best practice and what was done was not necessarily rooted in good pedagogy. Um, again, all amazing stuff, um, but we knew we had to make it better for this fall. So, and that was something we wanted to be upfront with, with parents too, is that please know that if you choose this option for your child, we are committed to making this a much better, um, a much more um, rich learning experience than what it felt like in the spring. We want it to be more organized. We want it to be more uh, thoughtfully, thoughtfully planned out. We want it to be um, giving kids the opportunity to experience a wider range of media in their learning. Um, and then in the same vein, giving kids an opportunity to show their learning in a uh, wider range of ways, you know, with the technology that they've got available to them. So we knew that this professional learning that we did for this small group of teachers um, that were designing all this online content, we knew that we had to scale that up and we knew it was something that we needed to make a priority for all of our teachers to learn about prior to the start of school. So when our teachers returned um, on August 19th, um, one of the first things that they did in that first, those first several days of being back was um, complete some self-paced online professional development. Um, and we simply called it How to Teach Online in LSR 7. We didn't, we kept it, the title, very vanilla, but we made it very clear that we wanted the content to be, uh, was going to be rooted in pedagogy and not just in tools. Um, did we model tools in that professional learning? Absolutely. We wanted teachers to experience various uh, resources and tools and ideas um, just like their students would in their class, you know, teachers often ask, you know, I want to, ex you know, they, they want to be able to see things just like a kid, their, their kids going to see them um, when they create these learning activities for their kids. So we created this self-paced PD course. It was about the equivalent of three hours. So roughly a half day's worth of professional learning um, that teachers were tasked with completing in their first several days. Um, being back to work for the school year. And so um, just to give you a rundown, I'm going to glance at it to make sure over here. So if I'm looking this way, because I'm looking at my other monitor, I don't, because my team did an incredible, incredible job of putting this, um, this course together. And so um, the, the main content areas for the course were relationship and community building. We know how absolutely that essential is, essential that is, in a face-to-face -face setting, even more so um, in an online or virtual setting when we're, uh, when we're connecting with kids uh, over a screen. Um, and digitally, we want to make those connections uh, even more so. Um, establishing, establishing strong family school connections, um, also an incredibly important topic um, you know, you want to, to build that partnership up and strengthen that partnership between school and home even more uh, than you probably normally would during a normal school year. 
Um, teaching online with technology, that was the, that was the area where we wanted teachers to learn some best practice, uh, research-based principles. And that was all we taught. We use um, Quality Matters as a lot of our, um, we use their, their rubric for K-12 uh, online learning to guide a lot of that. So just to help guide them in delivering meaningful learning experiences with technology. So that was that section. Um, meeting the diver and then the last section was meeting the diverse needs of learners. Um, helping teachers evaluate the needs of their students um, to make decisions and figure out strategies they can use um, to support every single learner in the classrooms. So um, so we built in lots of activities for those teachers to do along the way, and we built in, definitely built in some reflect, a reflection piece at the end because we wanted teachers to um, reflect on it um, and, and set some goals for themselves and really think about, okay, what do I need to do from here as I uh, begin building out this digital learning environment for my students? So it was a, it was a massive, massive undertaking that my team put in lots of blood, sweat, and tears into, and so uh, I'm, I'm super, super proud of that work that they did. I love that. I love that. And one of the things that, uh, you know, I, I was processing, and I'm so glad that you, uh, that you did glance off camera in order to um, make sure that you were going through um, the, the, the depth of that course. Um, one of the things that really stood out to me was there wasn't a how to teach second grade um, online, right? Like it was a right of the true instructional practices, not content practice. And I think that that is so important. And um, I was reflecting as you were saying that about how we are often looking back to the spring and, and we use the phrase, it wasn't online learning. Um, and, and then we also are very quick to, to not diminish the work that, that was done. Um, but what struck me, and I hadn't really thought of this until you were talking about it, is that what, um, what was incredible about the spring was that so many teachers across the country, their focus was on maintaining that relationship. Um, mm -hmm. And, and that comes before content any day. And, um, and, and I think, you know, maintaining that, that, that relationship, maintaining that social emotional connection, maintaining um, that, that safe environment, making sure people are fed, making sure people are safe. All of those things took precedent to instruction. And, um, yeah. So I think, you know, coming into this fall, like that's been one of the things that's been really tricky is to try to make sure that, that teachers don't feel um, unappreciated for the incredible work that they did. Um, it, because sometimes we say, okay, well, what we did in the spring was great, but we're not going to do that again. And so sometimes that can come across as, oh, you did it wrong, um, which it wasn't. It was so no into what's going to come in in the fall um, and, and really, you know, hitting those instructional practices, I think is so, so, so important. So I applaud you um, and what a fantastic job. Um, I, your students are super, super lucky for, for that, to be able to see, um, you know, how teaching all comes in together. Uh, and and it's, not, it's not a new world as far as teaching goes. The formats are different, right? Like, right. right. Still there. So, yeah. Love that. Love that. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you a couple, couple questions as we, as we kind of move into this, because, um, you know, you've, you've certainly seen a lot and done a lot. Yeah. 
your in your tenure in you know since it's been what August since you are you <laughs> yeah working on yeah. 90 days here Kyle good job good job 90 days yep 90 days in <laughs> there you go I'm, I'm all teasing aside all teasing aside um one of the things that is, you know, just like we were talking about, not feeling completely um, overwhelmed or feeling like or feeling unappreciated or feeling like my efforts aren't enough is something that many educators um, are dealing with right now uh, because it is so very different than what we're used to. And these are incredibly uncertain times. And you know as well as I do that we educators like to know what we're getting ourselves into. And so... Yeah. Um, it's hard to plan when you're not sure what you're planning for. Uh, that said, um, you still somehow manage to have a smile on your face uh, most of the days. I know this. I mean, sometimes it's it's just it's it's just there to say that you've got a smile on, but yep. you still find a way to come back um, and and lead with uh, and lead with with a smile and lead with your heart. So, what is? Give us a secret. Give us something that you're kind of you know, a mantra or what it is that's allowing you to have confidence, um, in these uncertain times that you're, you're coming about it the right way. Oh man. Um, you know, all I can think, all I can think of is the word grace. And I feel like it's been, I feel like it's been overused, but it's still so incredibly important. You know, I, I, I give it because I know I, I give it unconditionally. I give it as much as I, as much as I can. And I, I know I don't always give it as well as I should, but I know for one thing, I'm going to need it given to me at some point because uh, I'm going to mess up. I'm going to, I'm going to get something wrong and Lord knows that it's going to happen more than once. And I'm going to need that given back to me. So um that's really just, that's, that's really how I try, you know, and, and to also make the time to take care of each other. You know, I have a, I have a small team, um, you know, and I know, and I know our principals think the same thing that they want to, but it just, just taking care of my people uh, as people uh, and, you know, that's a huge important, that's a really important thing to me is to just make sure they are doing okay. Just like we need to take care of kids, social, emotional well-being and make sure they're uh, nurtured and cared for in those ways too, not just academically. Um, I try to do the same thing for my people is make sure um, they're well taken care of is what, you know, and I, I, that's a high priority for me. And I want my people to know that how highly they're valued, um, whether they're hearing it from me or if something gets said to me about them, making sure they know about it. Um, and sometimes it's just taking the time to leave them uh, Trader Joe's peanut butter cups on their desk, you know, when they're not expecting it, which is, I did that earlier this week. In fact, left them um, dark chocolate peanut butter cups from Trader Joe's are life right now. So just do just little things like that, you know, those or just a, a small note of appreciation, you know, recognizing. And I try to do that with, with the teachers that I, you know, when I get to go out and visit teachers in some classrooms, I try to do the same thing. And I know so many of our other leaders are doing that too, just making time for those 
those little things because uh, those little things can make all the difference in someone's day. I mean, it's, you know that too, you know that just as well as I do. It's just the, those little things that, um, you know, that you, when you get those little things that you weren't expecting, those little rays of sunshine, that it just can totally turn your entire day around and, and you know, give you that extra little boost that we, all of us are needing right now. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. Give grace because we sure, sure do need it, right? Like, absolutely. Yeah. And, um, and, and I, when you were saying that, I was thinking about one of our friends, um, Audrey Eau Claire. she shared a phrase with me with, uh, when one of my kiddos was going through something tough and she said, hurt people, hurt people, and then helped people help people. And I love, yeah. it. I mean, I think that that is so true. Like if we just assume the best and if we just try to help what that does, you know, that, that trickle effect, that butterfly effect that gets everybody kind of moving forward. So yeah. thank you. Thank you for sharing that. So one last, yeah, of because we have said, you know, that we are, we're coaching through uncertainty and all of us coaches, we have our strategy books, we have our playbooks, our, our instructional best practices. Um, yep. What's something from your playbook that um, you are using this year that uh, maybe it's something new that you're trying out or maybe it's, you know, a, 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 a you're always there, go, go to um, that we could steal for our own. Oh, something that's always my go-to. Gosh. Uh, I think, I think my ability, and again, my team does a fantastic job of this too. This isn't just a Kyle thing. Um, just our ability to, and again, I'm going to use another overused word right now, our, our ability to pivot, which I know some people probably cringe right now when they hear the word pivot because I just it's been used a lot right now because we're having to pivot in so many different ways. Um, but when you're, when you're coaching teachers, when, even though you're coming in maybe with one idea in mind or one goal in mind, and you, when, you, when, the, when you start, when you sit down and start having that conversation with the teacher about what's on their mind, what's frustrating them, what's a hurdle for them, um, and, you know, and it's not always that, but sometimes it is, you know, but as coaches, we have to um, be willing to, you know, turn on a dime for what that teacher needs. And I think, and, you know, um, and for me, that's uh, showing teachers that we're willing to do that, like that we're, we're, we truly are listening and we're willing to make adjustments and changes to, um, whether that be on a very, you know, and that can be on a very small scale, but then also showing, you know, if that's, if that requires a, a, a bigger systematic change, um, showing that we're willing to do that. And again, it just, I, I think we do a fantastic job of doing that and something that, um, that we have to be willing to do just at, at any moment is, um, here we're truly hearing what a teacher needs, hearing what kids needs and kids need and making that change and, and adjusting to that. Having that flexibility to know there's another option out there. 
Yeah. Well, my friends, you heard it from the one and only Kyle Pace. I mean, one of our nation's top instructional leaders. I am so grateful for you to spend some time and uh, hopefully you grab some excellent nuggets of, of goodness to add to your playbook and to your toolbox. Um, thank you again, Kyle, for joining us today. My pleasure. There, who's coaching through uncertainty, keep hitting that court, keep, keep coming at it, um, you know, listening and, and learning how to do something different each time, right? There's going to always going to be something that we need to, to um, pivot or adjust or, uh, you know, respond to in a different way. So thank you for, for helping us remember that. So in your, uh, hopefully, if those of you who are playing along at home on uh, today's edition of Buzzword Bingo, hopefully we got a couple bingos out there. <laughs> but, so much again, and uh, we'll see you guys next time on our next episode of Coaching Through Uncertainty. Thanks. Coaching Through Uncertainty is a Future Ready Schools podcast series that explores the new shifts in teaching and learning that are happening right now. Future Ready instructional leaders, coaches, and teachers are navigating challenges that were theoretical, optional, or barely feasible only last year, but have now become full-blown, full-speed, in-the-moment realities. Coaching Through Uncertainty is hosted by me, Brianna Hodges, National Faculty for Future Ready Schools. In each episode, we'll connect with Future Ready coaches on a mission to inspire, engage, and amplify innovative professional practice. We'll hear from the nation's top instructional leaders as they share their experience, expertise, and advice to reimagine teaching and learning to better suit today's learners with tomorrow's tools. You can subscribe and listen to Coaching Through Uncertainty wherever you get your podcasts. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Coaching Through Uncertainty and Future Ready Schools are projects of the Alliance for Excellent Education. Together we're better. Together we're future ready.